0: Okay, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to The Sound of Dow. So Joe Biden held his first press conference after like 100 freaking days or however long it's been today. And uh, needless to say, I watched the whole thing. It it was pretty dumb. I mean, honestly, that's all I really have to say about it. It was dumb. It was cringe. And we'll get into why that is in a little bit. But normally I would just make a video, oh, here are all the stupid things Joe Biden said in the press conference today. And i just make a, a video basically making fun of him like this. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway, uh, w- we're going to get a lot done. But the thing is, today is Thursday. It is the podcast day, so I did want to talk about something a little bit deeper, a little bit nuanced, that I really... St- I've, I've been realizing for a while but really was kind of reminded of during the press conference today and i, I especially noticed this when caitlin collins okay you, you remember caitlin collins she's the female white house reporter for cnn right she, she's female jim acosta basically does the same shtick as jim acosta she used to under the trump presidency back when trump was president she used to get up here make these long like minute long political uh, speeches framed as journalistic questions that were never actually questions and she was just a huge drama queen you you know used to fight for the mic basically you used to be like hey you're not answering my question mr president hey mr president mr president you know he was she was one of those reporters and yet you see her today watch how uh, caitlin collins who is known as agent provocateur over here under the trump presidency watch how she interacts with biden thank you very much mr president i have a question for you but first i'd like to follow up on a question from yamish and that's on the that filibuster. counts as a question but go ahead okay i'll make it quick it's a no, quick no, question you can... And that's probably the best example, but you could see this with basically all of the reporters, all of the journalists, right? They all behave like this all of a sudden. And so you can truly tell who the journalists view as their master, and you can tell that the journalists bow down to their master, okay? And, and that, that that's, that's going to get into this central point of, of my podcast, which is, do you ever feel like everything under the Biden administration just feels staged? Like it almost feels... I want to say fake to an extent, you ever, you ever feel that you ever, you ever kind of get that feeling? You ever notice that it's like, it's almost as if, you know, the news media and academia and the government now all basically work as one. They function as one. They function as like one institution of the ruling class all in, you know, on, on unison. And if you're, if you kind of get that feeling, it's accurate. It's correct. You're right in feeling that because it's absolutely true. What's going on here? What you see under the Biden administration, I'll say it like this: is the illusion of political democracy. Okay. And by political democracy, I don't just mean you know the the aspect of voting at at the ballot box, and, f- and just for YouTube disclaimer purposes, because they they strike down all videos. No, YouTube, I am not claiming that the twenty twenty election had widespread fraud or anything like that. Okay, I'm not making those claims because you're not allowed to make those on YouTube. So I'm never, I would never claim such a thing. <laughs> but. When I talk, when I say the illusion of political democracy, I'm not just talking about the voting at the ballot box aspect of it. I'm talking about the sort of holistic system that you actually need to have a a true democracy, which traditionally speaking, you have the government, right? And the people elect the leaders in the government. But you also have you need that you are necessary you need independent institutions in the news media and in academia to serve as the people's watchdog against their government and traditionally in america you know the the, the news media always has had bias and favorites and stuff like that but traditionally in america that was the role of the news media which was to basically be a check a check and balance almost in terms of the, the the court of public opinion on the ruling class on the government and the same used to be true of academia right mostly through these studies they would analyze government policies see if they're working or not or or try to suggest new government policies try to influence new ideas in the government but traditionally speaking and just in general if you want to have a real political democracy You need an independent news media to serve as the people's watchdog, basically, on the government. And you need independent academia to serve as the the people's, basically, assessor of how well government policies are working. And needless to say, under the Biden administration, you can tell that neither of those institutions are independent. They are all working as one. They all work in cahoots, basically, in the name of the ruling class. And you saw this under Trump as well. I mean, Trump was president back when he was president, but you really never got the feeling that he was in charge. You could tell he was kind of a rogue president, a lame duck in the sense that the political establishment was always trying to work to get him him out. And the reason is Trump was never supposed to be there. The whole sort of like one-party state thing that you're seeing, not just in the government, but just in society in general, like if you feel like the ruling class... Rules and news media, the corporations, uh, academia, and, of course, right now, the government. This has been going on long before Biden. It is true. But the thing is, before Trump basically took office you know the you had corporations buying up more and more media and stuff like that like like the ruling class was truly consolidating its power academia has is the the problems at academia are more transparent today they've been taking root for a while same with the news media and obviously same with with the government um but They used to kind of keep it a little bit more balanced, a little bit more fair, and that's mainly because the the political establishment, or I should say the ruling class because it it goes outside of politics— Never really saw there being a huge threat to their power out there, right? And they were out of touch. They were they were delusional. They they were so conceited and so egotistical in their own power that they couldn't see the sort of populist movement that was arising with the people and and, and the populist discontent that a lot of uh, regular Americans were having with the system. And that's why Trump in 2016 came out of like left field for them like they they just they were not expecting it they were very surprised when he became the republican nominee they were extra like once they won the election they were shocked okay and i think honestly this is what was going on in the news media especially and, and you know the, with within the government too but especially in the news media i think initially the news media really just covered trump because they thought it was funny they thought it, he was entertaining they thought he was kind of a joke and, and that was it but when Trump actually beat Hillary and won the election, they were shocked. I mean, they were genuinely shocked. They could not believe it. And so I think after that, the, the, the relationship between Trump and the news media turned from just being like kind of a joke, kind of like a satirical little segment to being an adversarial relationship. Like the news media could not believe the news media, by the way. Ran by the ruling class at this point, just like, you know, the ruling class, I guess, used to be used to be a little bit more lenient. But once they saw Trump took power and they saw this threat to the political establishment, to, to, the threat to their power, immediately they locked it all down. They were like, nope, you, you know, that, that's where you saw the coverage against Trump truly start to become adversarial. Right. It was like they, they just basically propaganda. Anti-Trump propaganda, 24-7, 24-7, dystopian style. And, you know, the same was true th- across the board. Academia suddenly became super-duper politically polarized. You-, you saw the behavior of the government. The ruling class at that point realized that their power, you know, they, they used to sort of have the view of let the people eat their cake. You know, it's-, it's okay. Like, okay, we can be kind of fair assessors of stuff sometimes. As soon as Trump took power, they realized that it's like, nope, no freedom for anyone. And that, that's basically what they saw. Um, no, no, no true political democracy for anyone. We are we are creating this we're creating a one-party state, and that's what was gradually happening under the Trump presidency. The political establishment continuously was trying to consolidate and consolidate its power. And you have that time article about like, you know, dark money and, and like this this underground basically fight to, in their words, secure the 2020 election. And I'll let you decide what they really meant by that. Um but you know. You saw this basically this this sort of battle by the political establishment, and in twenty twenty, it was it became so transparently obvious. And like I said, you're not allowed to talk about the election basically on YouTube. But it really started before the election, right? You saw you saw what big tech and what Twitter were doing in cahoots with basically the Biden campaign, and you know you, you saw especially what the news media was doing. It was they were all working in conjunction here, okay They were all working in conjunction. And so circling back <laughs> circling back, circling back to what you're seeing under the Biden administration and it, you know, you watch the news media coverage under the Biden administration, it's cringe. I mean it's literally just cringe. Every once in a while they're talking about the border, not really talk about the border, but half talk about the border just to kind of uh, uh, you know make it look like they're being objective every once in a while. But overall, it's cringe. I mean, you, you remember you remember what CNN was saying on, on on election on inauguration day, Oh, the arms of Joe Biden stretching out against against the uh, a broken nation. Like, yeah, you, you, it's damn cringe. But that's what it is. It's straight up propaganda. It's not news media. We don't have a news media anymore. We have a propaganda wing for the ruling class. For the ruling class that is also has the White House and has the government and has the big corporations. They're all working together here, folks. Okay. And like I'm saying, that's what you ultimately see under the Biden administration. It's the illusion of political democracy. They always talk about democracy. I mean, clearly they they really don't believe in it because, they, they you know, you need some degree of transparency in the government and the news media and just society in general to actually have a functioning democratic system. And you obviously don't have that. But it doesn't matter to them. Again, it's the illusion of democracy. That, that's what you have under the Biden administration. Right. And in 2016 they realized you know that letting people kind of actually have some functioning aspects of what a real political democracy would look like can't do it can't do it because the people are inherently going to revolt against the political elites the current ruling establishment and by the way we've always basically had a ruling establishment in america that's just how any governmental system works whether or not people want to admit it there are always going to be elites in society right it just depends on who those elites are and for a long time in american history a lot of those elites genuinely wanted sort of a functioning society right and actually sort of genuinely sort of had an idea what they're doing and clearly the political elites at the current moment want neither okay they want neither and i don't know if i'm honestly making sense with this podcast but (laughs) that that the, the point i'm making is that you know you saw biden today that press conference basically felt fake in a way okay the journalists were asking him softballs you could tell how different they behave under biden but beyond that Joe didn't even call on these reporters like by circle, looking around and just picking on reporters. He, he had a pre-written list of the reporters in order that he was going to call on. For a few of his responses, he straight up read off the page on, on, on down—you know, that was, that was on the podium. He, sp- he basically read off the answer, implying that many of these questions were probably pre-scripted, okay? That's what his entire administration is. It's scripted, and it's scripted precisely because— After Trump, after 2016, the political establishment basically realized the great risk they pose of actually letting people have real freedom and real openness and real transparency in their government. They realized, oh, shoot, if we have any aspects of a fair media or unbiased institutions, the people are going to get us out of power. So we need to just create this authoritarian one-party state. And that's what you see. It's fake. It's an illusion, okay? They talk about democracy. They obviously, you know, obviously they, they, they don't believe it. Because in order to have democracy, a real democracy, and democracy is kind of cringe. But in order to have a real democracy, you have to have an informed and educated populace. And our populace, they want neither for our populace because they because it's all an illusion it's a fake democracy it's okay it's a, it's a fake democracy at the end of the day it is all of them working together to consolidate power so that someone like Trump can never take office again some some outsider some actual man of the people they 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 they're, they're trying to consolidate power in society so that you'll never see something like that rise again and one would think, right, because you see, like, you ever also get the feeling that they're kind of, in a way, leading our country to, like, disaster for some reason you really can't figure out. Like, you know, one would also think, and sometimes I, I'm i like, hold on a minute. If you really wanted, if the elites really wanted to uh, to basically be popular and be liked by society, why don't they just do things that people would like? Why are they so ghoulishly obsessed with bringing in as many illegal immigrants as possible, which is something that is not popular really in general in, in society. And, and, and why are they basically just trying, or actively trying to tear down the social fabric of society? I mean, you see this. If the elites just wanted to have a stable society that they could be in control, you'd think they kind of do the opposite of what they're doing right now. And then, you know, I've, I've sort of thought about that. And the more I think about it, the more I kind of think to myself that what the elites are ultimately trying to do is lead our actually push our country into either a civil war or something like a civil war, you know, just like a mass social upheaval, social conflict. So that so that, once that like that's what they're trying to do. That that that's why they have this broken immigration system. That's why they are trying to tear down all the foundations of society, moral and historical. All of it at the end of the day, I think, is ultimately done with the goal of Tearing down society so much that people are either led to fight each other or to basically rise up. Then, out of the chaos, here's what I think. Out of all that chaos, the elites, the establishment will crush it. And because of the chaos, you know, the masses will be begging for order, basically. And that's when they come in. They do their true authoritarian crackdown. And, you know, they use, like, you kind of saw the outline of this after January 6th. Something happens. The people, a lot of people, are kind of like, no, no, no. We want order, and the establishment uses that as an excuse to do a full authoritarian, totalitarian takeover of our system. That was—you saw a glimpse of it on January sixth. I think that's ultimately what they're working towards. Okay. I don't know if any of this podcast honestly made sense, but it's just kind of what's been on my mind. So with that being said, um, hopefully this made a lick of sense. I I don't even know if I made any sense on this podcast, but I'm still going to post it anyway because I really don't have anything better to talk about. So yeah, uh, with that being said, folks, hopefully I made... I don't know if I made any sense. People probably think I sound like Alex Jones. Although Alex Jones has actually kind of been discovered to be right about uh, some things. So maybe that's not such a bad comparison. But I don't know. Anyways, folks... I'll see you guys later, and, uh, yeah. Peace.